Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah, there's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't waste Everybody, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Well, it's Thursday. Guys, we're almost close to the weekend. Oh, I'm so ready for the weekend. You know, I'm even more ready for winter to be over with. I've said that countless times, countless times, but I mean it. I think I'm not alone here when I say that either, because this winter just feels like it's been utterly brutal with the cold and the snow and the ice. I'm just, I want spring. Well, today I'm going to be talking about season one, episode 14, entitled First Blood. This is a Ben and Jason centered episode. So the synopsis, courtesy of IMDb, after a fist fight with Ben's hockey coach, Jason is left with the task of explaining that fighting is not the way to get the job done. While Maggie endures the hardship of teaching Mike ballroom dancing. So that, of course, is going to be plot B. Um, along with this episode, also, you can watch other Growing Pains episodes if you have Amazon Prime. With your membership, you can watch them. This episode was rated a 6.5 out of 10 based on 50 ratings. It was directed by John Tracy, writers Neil Marlins, the creator, and written by Mark Fink. Let's see here. Oh, wow. <laughs> this has got... Okay, let's get in some connections. First Blood, title reference. Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, no, that's Young Blood, isn't it? That hockey... Is it? Is it hockey with Rob Lowe? I think it might be. Oh, somebody did not like this episode on IMDb. One out of ten. Stupid episode. No holds barred. They flat out just said, stupid. Don't like it. As much as I like Growing Pains, I do not like this episode. The theme of the show is fighting never solved anything, but no one tells that to the bullies. Is there any more? Okay. It gives a lesson that a person should never defend yourself because fighting never solved anything. So the lesson in the end is let a person bully and hit you no matter what. Well, uh, I don't know. Oh, here's a quote from the episode. This is, uh, <laughs> this is kind of sexist. Dr. Jason Seaver, you turned down a date with Jennifer Miller, and Carol adds Jennifer Wonderbuns Miller. 
Mike Seaver. Hey, my attraction to women is not entirely based on physical beauty. Carol, yeah, they gotta be stupid, too. Like, oh, Carol, come on! That is... Really, I, I sense jealousy there. I don't know. Um, original air date, January 14th, 1986. So, as always, what I like to do on the podcast, if you're a new listener, thank you for listening. I hope you've subscribed. And I like to tell the new listeners where you guys can follow along. Uh, we have a Facebook page for the podcast. Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast, and also Instagram at Growing Pains Pod. So you can follow along to find out each month which character that's how I'm doing the podcast. It's going to be a featured character. Each character gets four episodes. So I believe I should be able to get to each character, well, twice, at least the kids. Um, as far as Chrissy goes... I'll look and see what kind of episodes there are. There probably aren't many focused on Chrissy. So if that's the case, I'll probably do a couple of Jason, a couple of Maggie in the same month. So we'll see. Um, If you're a regular listener, thank you for sticking along. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, I would love it if you would go to iTunes. Go to Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast on iTunes. Because that's what you're going to find the Growing Pains podcast. And the first season of Silver Spoons, Mr. Belvedere, some of American Dreams, and Small Wonder. And leave a rating and review. Every rating and review the podcast gets gets it more noticed by other Wonder Years, Mr. Belvedere, Growing Pains, Small Wonder, Silver Spoons fans. So... All right, let's waste no time jumping into this episode. Um, If this episode is any indication to let you know who I've chosen for the month of March to be the character of March, it is Ben Seaver. And I will give you an update in the next episode. Well, actually, the next episode is going to be... Hold on a second. Actually, since... March has five Saturdays in it. I think we're going to do five episodes instead of four. So let me give you a rundown of what these episodes are going to be. Season two, episode four, entitled Call Me, where Ben calls a dirty number, a 900 number. Season 2, episode 16, entitled My Brother, Myself, Ben Goes Through Puberty, and with Mike's advice, Ben hits on his babysitter, and Mike hits on the babysitter's older brother, uh, older brother, older sister, excuse me, um, the third episode, season 4, episode 8, Ben's First Kiss, the fourth episode, season 5, episode 24, entitled Ben's Movie. And five, we have Ben's Sure Thing, which I think is from season six. That actually, I believe, is the episode that guest stars Andrea Barber, who you all would know. If you watch Full House, which I'm sure you have, Kimmy Gibbler is dating Ben Sieber. Oh my gosh, what are the odds? Yeah, she hit. She took a plane down to uh, New York from San Fran and decided, I'm going to 
date Ben Seaver. I'm going to go to Dewey High and date Ben Seaver for an episode. Wow. And her character is pretty... She's not that different from Kimmy other than she's not weird. She's not gross acting. So, yeah. Alright, guys. I've talked enough. You know what episodes are coming for the month of March. Get ready. Get excited for it. I'm excited for it. I really, really like Ben. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. And I'm looking forward to getting into this episode because we get Dan Loria, Jack Arnold himself from The Wonder Years, guest starring as Ben's aggressive, blood-fueled hockey coach. This guy is nuts. This guy would not be coaching children, especially if he mentions, why don't you put your child on steroids? I'd like to see parents get involved, which this guy's probably got, he's got his own kid on the team. He's probably pumping him full of steroids. All right, everyone. So I kind of figured what I'm going to do is I'm just going to watch the episode from Amazon Prime on my phone. And then I got my little portable speaker hooked up, so I'll just play that into the microphone when I want to play a clip. And I tested it out, played it back, sounds great, so we're going to go with that. And I think as long as they have Growing Pains Amazon, Amazon Prime, if I run into any more problems with the episodes that I've chosen by watching them on the discs because for whatever reason disc three of season one is giving me nothing but trouble it won't play on any of the portable dvd players that i got and so i'm just going to do it this way and i think it'll work out so we start the episode in the kitchen with the b plot which is going to be Mike in his ballroom dancing lessons with Maggie and Carol. Mike's on the phone. He is trying to nicely turn down a date from a girl we'll learn. Her name is Jennifer Miller, or as Carol refers to her as Jennifer Wonderbuns Miller. So this girl, apparently her ass is the greatest thing since sliced bread. According to Carol and all those male specimens at Dewey High. So Mike wants to break the date with her because he doesn't know how to ballroom dance. He doesn't want to learn, at least for the time being. He tells her that he's donating a, donating a kidney that night. And he's like, hey, just keep it on the DL. And she probably says, why? He's like, well, then everyone will want one. Yes, because your kidney is so valuable, Mike Seaver. So Mike is all like, hey, my attraction to women is not solely based on physical beauty. And Carol adds, like, oh, yeah, they got to be stupid, too. Carol, come on. You don't want people, like, um, treating you like garbage because you're a supposed brainiac. But you're, ugh, come on. She's putting down, I don't care if she's a girl and she's putting down women. She's still putting down women. So Maggie's like, Mike, I thought you really liked Jennifer. And as Mike's pulling, I'm guessing, a cola from what I can read on the can out of the fridge, he's like, yeah, I like her, but she wants me to do something I'd never do in a million years. And I, I do love Carol's comeback here with, what, read a book? And he's like, no, go ballroom dancing. 
Oh, she wants to bring him to her sister's wedding to, and go ballroom dancing. Well, this is New York. They're probably hoity-toity-ish type. I mean, not everyone's hoity-toity if they want to have ballroom dancing at their reception. It's I've never done ballroom dancing. I have really no desire to learn. I just told Jeremy, I think the last time he and I danced together was at his brother's wedding, and that was almost seven years ago. <laughs> I'm not big on dancing. I never have been. So Mike is pretty much like, I'm not going to make a fool out of myself in front of 200 people. And Carol's like, yeah, you're used to like a large crowd of people. And Jason is like, you know, Mike, there are advantages to ballroom dancing. And Mike is like, well, yeah, such as. So Jason's like, the benefits of ballroom dancing, you get to actually touch your partner hand-to-hand, cheek-to-cheek, as he and Maggie kind of demonstrate in the kitchen for him. And, of course, Mike is now on board as he gets on the phone, like, hey, uh, Jennifer, change of plans. They don't need my kidney. I'll more than happily go with you ballroom dancing. So Jason's talking to Mike about all the moves, and Carol's like, oh, yeah, there are more moves. They just require a motel room. And Jason finishes off his dance with Maggie by dipping her, as he refers to it as the French dip. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Carol, in this scene, she's not wearing glasses, and this is episode 14, so I'm kind of wondering if they are slowly getting away from, I'm not calling it the nerd factor, because she wore glasses and it made her kind of more semi-nerdified, um, but maybe they are eventually going to step out. Because you are not really going to see her wearing those glasses, but you surely are not going to see her wearing them in season two. Although I think that's when she starts dating Bobby and he doesn't ask. There's an episode where she's waiting for him to ask her to the dance. He doesn't. She goes back to wearing her glasses. Like, I'm not wearing any makeup. And, this, and she just feels really self-conscious. So I think they're going to start beautifying her and really enhancing, you know, with the makeup and everything starting in season two. She is really, her hair is going to get longer. Even now it is starting to grow out from the, um, the short, um, boyish cut that they had in the pilot episode. Okay, I gotta ask about this whole Wonder Buns thing. Does this girl Jennifer know that this, she's gotta know, right, that this is the... The nickname that's been bestowed upon her by other kids. Mike gets off the phone with her. He's like, oh, I'm going to make her melt. I've never seen Wonder Buns melt before. And, um, oh, wait, we do see the girl um, later in the episode. And Mike's like, dang it, I don't even know how to dance. And my, Jason's like, hey, buddy, that's no problem. Just come on over here. Show you how to do it. And he goes over to Jason, and Jason's like, well, not with me. With your mother right here. So, so far, we haven't even seen Ben. So, Maggie and Mike are, like, in between the kitchen island and the refrigerator. There's not a lot of space to, as she puts her hands in his and kind of teaches him to glide, you know, side to side. I'm like... You need to go into the living room. You got you. Excuse me. You'll have more space to be able to do that. 
So we do see Ben come in. He is in a rotten ass mood. He is pissed as he comes through the door. Throwing, he's dressed in his hockey gear. He's throwing down his stick. He's throwing down his gloves. He's just angry. So I'm going to play Ben's entrance. Something wrong, Ben? The new coach and the stupid son, Ronnie. The kid tripped me three times today with the stick. Next practice, that kid is going to be sucking the puck. Now, I don't want to hear that, Ben. If you have a problem with one of your teammates, fighting is not the answer. Ben, what are you doing? Pumping milk. Hey, look, Schwarzenegger. And did you try telling the coach that Rodney tripped you? The coach saw the whole thing. Now, come on. You mean to tell me that the coach actually told Rodney to play dirty? He tells all the kids to play dirty. That's why he hates me. It's common knowledge. I'm a finesse player. <laughs> well, that's it, Ben. I was afraid this hockey thing was going to be too rough. Jason, I think he should quit the team. No, Maggie, that's not fair to Ben. Just because the coach is out of line, you can't make him quit. I'll go down to the next practice. I'll meet the guy, and we'll talk it all over. If that's okay with you, Ben. Yeah, thanks, Dad. And while you keep the coach busy talking, I'll go and skate over Rodney's face. <laughs> so, Ben says, I've had it. I'm quitting hockey. I can't take any more of this. This kid, Rodney, had tripped him three fucking times. He's like, the next time that happens, that kid is going to be sucking the puck. And, of course, Maggie's like, Ben, I really don't like this kind of talk. You know, if you got a problem with a kid, you need to talk to your coach. And Ben tells him how <laughs> Rodney is the coach's son. Well, no, I don't think, do we learn that? But, um, yeah, he just, and Maggie's all like, I knew this was going to be too violent for you. I think you need to quit the team. And the thing is, I remember in Carol's Crush, I haven't covered that episode. I don't know if I will. I might later. Um, ben actually is playing peewee hockey. Or, no, he's playing peewee hockey in this. Guys, I'm sorry. In Carol's Crush in season one, he plays peewee football. So he's done that. He's doing the hockey thing. I think that is the end of the sports stuff. They tried a couple things with him. For an episode, it didn't really pan out. So I think they're just going to make him uh, the rapscallion uh, little Mike Seaver Jr. And have him kind of idolizing, you know, his older brother, which younger brothers sometimes do. But um, he's just going to be the one to be in, you know, getting into mischief and everything. He's not Wesley type of mischief, but yeah. So, of course, Ben pulls out of the fridge too gallons of milk, one in each hand, as he's pumping them up and down, and you can hear the milk inside the jugs sloshing around. Maggie's like, Ben, what are you doing? And he's like, hey, I'm pumping milk. I mean, it worked for Schwarzenegger, which I don't know, did, was that it? I remember all the Got Milk commercials and the uh, magazine ad campaigns for that, where you'd see someone with a milk mustache like, celebrities and stuff like that, so. Maybe, you know, Schwarzenegger was on the whole, drink milk if you want to be big and strong like me. So, Jason suggests, like, hey, I will stop down to your next practice. I will speak with your coach and find out what is going on. Apparently, this coach 
tells all the kids to play dirty, and that's why Ben says that's why he hates me, because I'm a quote-unquote finesse player. And Ben plays by the rules. He's not going to be about fighting dirty and checking and smashing someone into the boards and, or checking someone into the boards and whatnot and high-sticking and all that shit. So, I'm going to play this clip as we hear from Dan Loria, who plays Ben's hockey coach, who in two years would later be known as Jack Arnold on The Wonder Years. And Dan Loria, actually, he looked pretty young and fit for being two years prior from playing Jack Arnold. square dance. I want to see some contact out there. Remember, just because you're wearing skates doesn't mean you can't kick. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. Coach Proctor, how are you? So that's my boy Ben out there, number seven. Yeah, he could use another 40 pounds. <laughs> well, no problem. I'll get him started on steroids right away. Good. I like to see the parents get involved. <laughs> Kelly! Kelly! You should have passed off. That's going to cost you. Sure. Make him skate a few extra laps after practice, huh? <laughs> Do you have change for a five, coach? What are you talking about change? You missed the open man. That is five. Take a lap. You're finding these kids? Hey, that is not a first-time offender. <laughs> Too bad they outlawed the death penalty. Yeah. <laughs> You call that a check? My wife hit harder on our honeymoon. Did you marry Wayne Gretzky? <coughs> you calling me a homosexual? Well, but I do think your coaching methods are a little offensive. Hey, I never had a losing season, buddy. Well, congratulations, buddy. But I think what's important for these kids is they learn something. They have a little fun. Not win, win, win at all costs. That's how we lost Vietnam. <laughs> You're a wimp, Siva. Oh, really? Well, you know what you are. Yeah? You're, you're taking yeah. a lot of sublimated anger and you're displacing it on these kids. <laughs> you sound like you've been to one of them wussy shrinks. <laughs> I am one of them wussy shrinks. <laughs> I mean, I'm a psychiatrist. And just because you're a little self-absorbed and narrow-minded... Hey, who are you calling self-absorbent? You better be ready to back that up, pal. Keep your hands off me, okay? Hey, Dad! Ben, that's not the way mature people I'm deal mature with... Not This guy is aggressive, and I agree with Jason. This guy has got some serious displaced anger that he's placing on, he's taking it out on these kids and, and just venting. And the fact that, you know, Jason's like, oh, that's my boy out there, Ben, number seven. And the coach is like, oh, yeah, you know, he could use another 40 pounds. And Jason's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll get him started on steroids right away. And the guy doesn't even blink. He's like, good. It's good to see parents take initiative and get involved. Like, what the fuck? He's not gonna pump his kid full of steroids. I think that this man, this coach has gotta lay off the roids. He's got some roid rage. I mean, he's going so far as when a kid makes a mistake, he's fining them. Like, oh, hey, you missed the pass to that person. And the kid comes up to him, and this is the kid from Full House. He was DJ's crush Kevin, Kevin Gwynn, in season three, I think it was. Three, two, two, three? 
of Full House. And this kid actually was in uh, episode season two of Growing Pains, um, Fast Times at Dewey High, as Mark. I don't know what the kid's name <clears throat> in this episode is, but he's like, hey, coach, do you got a, can you, uh, you got change for a five? And the coach just looked at him like, uh, no, you missed the open man. That is $5. Thank you. And Jason is just appalled looking at this like, what in the, you're fining these children? And the guy's like, hey, that is not a first-time offender there. He's, like, fucked up many times. I'm surprised they haven't cut him yet from the team. So I'm looking at the jacket the guy's wearing. He's got a large circular patch on the outside of his jacket that says Champs 1983. So this is clearly after Christmas time 85, so this is going to be 86. So he hasn't won a championship in three years. And Jason is just making these sarcastic remarks that it's just either going over this guy's head or he don't give a fuck. He's like, Jason tells him, like, it's too bad they outlawed the death penalty. And the guy's like, yeah, really, no, right? I wish I hadn't. So the coach is blowing his whistle at some other kid. He's like, you call that a hit or you call that a check? My wife hit harder on our honeymoon. And Jason, of course, makes a joke. Like, oh, who'd you marry? Wayne Gretzky? And the guy, like, turns on Jason immediately. His eyes are bugging out of his head. Like, are you calling me a homosexual? And Jason's like, no, no, I'm not. And Jason calls him out. It's like, your coaching methods are very offensive. And the coach chalks it up to, hey, I've never had a losing season guy, all right? Now, Jason being the psychiatrist, he's like, hey, I think these kids should be learning something. They should be having fun, not just constantly ordered around and browbeaten. And, of course, Jason's like, not win, win, win at all costs. And, of course, the coach comes back like, you know, that's how we lost Vietnam. So the coach calls Jason out for being a wimp. And Jason comes back like, you know what you are? And the guy's like, yeah, what? What am I? And he's like, you have a lot of supplemented anger and you're displacing it on these kids. And the guy looks at him like, huh, you sound like you've been to one of those pussy-ass shrinks. And Jason's like, well, I am a shrink. That guy's got some fucking anger issues. And Jason calls him out for being self-absorbed and narrow-minded. And the guy's like, starts poking Jason in the chest, like, who are you calling self-absorbed and narrow-minded? Like, you better be ready to back that shit up. And Jason is backing away, like, hey, fighting's not the answer, guy. Don't, don't come at me like this. And, uh, and Jason even comes out and says, hey, you need to keep your hands off of me. And Ben, of course, is not helping, like, come on, Dan, hit him, hit him! You know, Ben's right there, and he's seeing his dad, like, back away and just, to Ben, it's probably, my dad's like a coward. He didn't hit my coach and stand up for me and everything like that. And Jason's all, Ben, this is not how mature men act, as the coach literally face palms Jason and shoves him back. Jason is like, hey, and he jumps right at the coach and boom, they are down, fucking fists are flying. The kids are cheering, go, go, fight, fight, fight! Uh, you know, that's not what Jason wanted Ben to see. He wanted me to be the mature adult, but it's like, this guy's got problems. He definitely should not be 
coaching this team. I'd say, Jason, you sound like you would be a lot better, a lot healthier for these children, a great role model if you were to step in and do this. So now we come back to the house where Maggie is still instructing Mike on how to glide, one, two, three, glide, one, two, three, as he steps on her toes. She's wearing heels or soft-toed shoes, and Carol, of course, is hanging out in the armchair, probably pretending to study, watching all of this, like, and she's like, Mike, that's the fifth time in the last half hour. Maggie's toes are gonna be bloodied. Which, I mean, Mike, of course, is wearing tennis shoes, which are the wrong type of footwear. It's like, no, Mike, you should be, like, wearing dress shoes or something like that. Or, if anything, do it barefoot. So, Mike, of course, like, hey, I'm getting better. And Maggie's like, oh, great, honey, let's let's call it a night. I have an article to finish. And he's like, oh, Mom, come on, the wedding's tomorrow night. It's like, then have Carol do it with you. And she tells him, like, hey, you're doing fine. He's like, Mom, I need to practice. And she's like, well, I have to change the bandages on my feet. Bandages, guys, her feet are bloodied. Of course, Maggie goes into the kitchen, and then Mike is like, oh, Sister Carol, will you please help me? So Mike is schmoozing Carol, like, I don't know what's more beautiful. Star, glimmering stars on a clear night, or this face, as he takes his hand and cups her chin, moving her chin from side to side. And she's like, forget it, Mike. I'm not dancing with you. And he's like, come on, Carol. And she's like, I don't want you stepping all over my feet. And he's like, hey, I won't do that. And Carol's like, well, I've seen you. You stepped all over mom's feet. And he's like, well, she's the woman has huge feet. No, she doesn't. You are a klutz. And, of course, Mike is like, oh, between you and me, Mom can't dance. And it's like, you're not helping your case here. She's not going to want to dance with you. He's like, oh, you're more than a sister. You're a saint. You're a saint, sister, Saint Carol. Like, stop it. So she finally gives in and starts to dance with him. And then she gets so into the music that she breaks contact from him and just starts waltzing around the room by herself. And Mike's like, hey, what are you doing? This is, we're supposed to be waltzing together and you're doing fucking ballerina moves around the living room. That's not helping me, Carol. So yeah, he's like, hey, this is ballroom dancing, not interpretive dancing, okay? The man is supposed to lead. The woman is supposed to be, you know, limp. So she just goes completely limp in his arms to the point where it's like he's dragging a dead body. He's like, Carol, I said limp, not dead. So he's like, all right, let's try this one more time. And they're doing a little okay. Maggie's like, oh, Mike, you're doing so much better as he practically throws Carol into the door leading into Jason's office. Bam! She hits that door like, shit! So that's when Ben comes in and Maggie's like, hey, buddy, how'd it go? And she's, he's like, yeah, it was so unbelievable. You should have seen Dad. As Jason comes in, he's like, hey, honey, I'm home. He's got a fucking black eye. Like, what the hell? So Maggie's like, Jason, what happened? And he just says that Coach Brockton, which is his name, Brockton, and I had an exchange of different ideas, and it just, you could say it just, we had a different matter of opinion, and Ben is like, oh, Dad whooped his ass. 
You should have fucking seen it, Mom. Fists were flying. Oh, my God. You had to be there. You had to be there. It was amazing. So, and Maggie's like, what, you took a swing at his coach? And Jason's like, well, Maggie, I had to defend myself. He took a swing at me. For, what the hell was I supposed to do? Stand there and let him hit me? So, Maggie leaves to get ice for Jason's eye. And, of course, Jason is just... You know, his boys are proud of him. He's just kind of bragging, like doing a fighter steal, boxing, like at an interview. So I'm going to play this clip because this is kind of funny. You should have seen it. Bell, bang, boom. <laughs> Fucking never had a chance. And we're here at ringside with Jason, the animal fever. And along with us at ringside is the animal's manager. Benjamin Bugsy Seaver. Tell us, Bugsy, how did you get the chance blood boiling for today's bout? I showed him his oldest son's report card. <laughs> well, Animal, what's next? Well, I want Holmes, and then I want Norton, and then I want Crime, uh -huh. and then I'm done going to retire to pursue psychiatry full-time. Jason, you're going to make the kids think fighting is a good thing. You're right. I'll talk to them. Boys, uh, what I did today was reprehensible. Fighting is not the best way to solve your problem. I want that to be clear. So, Maggie comes in as Jason is getting all into this whole, like, oh, first I want this person, I'm gonna beat up this person, and then when Maggie comes in and he sees this, he kind of drops the act, he's like, oh, and then I want to retire to go into a psychiatry full-time. And she's like, Jason, I hope you're telling the boys that fighting is not the answer. And he's like, yes, boys, you understand this? You need to find another way to solve your problems and of course maggie leaves and they say i don't know whether it's like the theme to rocky or something as jason and the boys head upstairs so now we go it's the next day i guess and jason and maggie are bringing in groceries and he keeps he's like another 24 hours of making excuses for what happened yesterday it's like she is really on him about this i know she wants him to set a good example for his sons and how you know, using your fist to solve a fight is not the way to go about it. <laughs> like, he already apologized, Maggie. Why are you just rubbing his face in the dirt? Enough is enough. So she's like, there is no excuse. You fight it like a barbarian and then you gloated like a child. It's like, Maggie, do you want to go down there and face that fucking coach? Because I'm sure you're not going to have any better luck. I don't think it, that guy had no qualms about fighting a man. Uh, a psychiatrist. I don't think he'd have any qualms about knocking you to the floor. Which is terrible, but that guy's got problems. And if any other of those kids' parents came down there and saw that shit, I'm sure they would be having issues and having making him resign or going to the hockey board or the athletics club or whoever's in charge of that program. And, I mean, he's not outright beating the children physically abusing them or but psychologically he's damaging them in in ways it's like you're filling their head and just 
beating down their confidence. They don't have any confidence. That son of his, Rodney or whatever, is a fucking beast of a boy. That kid's going to be in therapy forever. So Jason kind of comes at Maggie with, what? So you say by that one fight that I had with that coach, I'm turning our youngest into a mini Rambo? As Ben comes in and says, honey, I'm home, and he's got a steak on his eye. Where did he get that steak from? And Maggie, of course, is flipping out. Like, oh my god, my baby, what happened to your eye? So exactly what Maggie thought would happen, happened. He got into it with Rodney, probably. Like, Rodney was saying some shit about Jason, and Ben figured, I'm gonna defend my dad. You're not gonna say shit about him without me punching you in the face. Sit down, tell us exactly what happened. (laughs) Right, I was sitting in the cafeteria eating my Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, and something that looked like either broccoli or astroturf. Ben, the fight... Yeah, that's when Rodney Brockton walked over and pulled me out of my chair. Rodney Brockton. Yeah, I said, Rodney, I don't know what makes me sicker, you or this lunch. (laughs) Then I did what Jason, the animal saver, would have done. I gave him a knuckle sandwich. Well, animal, are you proud of yourself? No, Maggie, I'm not proud. Then, uh... Rodney okay? Yeah, Miss Finkle came and broke it up. But tomorrow at high noon we meet under the monkey bars. And only one of us makes it to the fourth grade. Well, I've had enough of this. I'm going down to talk to Brockton myself. No, no, Maggie, I started this whole thing, so uh, I guess it's time that I showed Ben how a real man fights his battles. All right, down! The kid Rodney fucking comes up to Ben in the lunchroom, yanks him out of his fucking lunch chair, and Ben starts in with some, hey, I don't know, Rodney, what's worse, your your fucking face or this dog shit food that I'm fucking eating from the cafeteria? And of course, they start throwing punches, the teacher Miss Finkel breaks it up, and now there's an after school upcoming fight where, oh, we'll meet under the monkey bars at high noon and only one of us is going to make it to the fourth grade. And Maggie is still blaming Jason. Like, see, this is all you. This is your fucking fault. You had to get in a fight with that damn guy. Now your son thinks it's more than appropriate to use his fists to beat the hell out of somebody when they have a disagreement. So, Jason's like, honey, I will fix this. I will go down there and straighten this out and show Ben how a real man solves his problems without his fists. Because at one point, Maggie even says, that's it. I'm going to go down there and talk to Brockton myself. Like, Maggie, no. Let Jason deal with this. He started this issue. Let him fucking finally solve it. You go down there, it's going to look a hell of a lot worse. Granted, if he fucking tries to throw down with her, he's going to be looking at a fucking assault charge. So I'm going to play this clip here as we get Jason and Coach Brockton, part two. <laughs> Up in the corner. The ref isn't looking. What do you do? <laughs> Rodney demonstrate. Okay, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
make sure you follow that up with a punch. Huh? Excuse me, Coach. Isn't this illegal? This is hockey, kid. You want legal? Go to law school. Okay, so who makes the first move? I do. You just follow my lead. Gotcha. Dad, look who's here. What are you doing here, Seaver? Your kid was cut from the team. Well, Coach, uh, I'd like to talk to you. I know I said some pretty insulting things the other day, and today there's something else I'd like to say. Might I suggest drop dead chicken looks? <laughs> Let me handle this. Mr. Brockton, I'm sorry. I came to apologize. No way, Seaver. I owe you one. Come on. Come on. Look, I didn't come here to fight. I didn't mean to say or do anything to offend you. You said I was married to Wayne Gretzky. Now, I'm not going to take that. I didn't mean to say seriously that you were married to Wayne Gretzky. Oh, so you're saying we lived in sin? I didn't mean to imply that you had any relationship whatsoever. Oh, I get it. So now Wayne is too good for me, huh? Uh, I'm not talking. Look, if you're just, you're, look, if you just want another excuse. I don't fight. need any excuses. Come on. How come your dad isn't rolling up his sleeves? Once he starts flexing those muscles, his shirt pops off by itself. It's rematch time, Siva. Now, you want me to start it? I'll start it. Okay, you want to hit me? Go ahead. Fine, hit me. I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about you. It's these kids. If we can't teach our children that fighting is not the answer, then we have failed. As parents and as human beings. So, come on, you can hit me. Or you can shake my hand. Choice is yours. Siva. Now belt him, Dad. Yeah, that's right, Wes. Come on, show the kid what you're really made out of. Come on, Ben, we're going home. even get, you know, they're walking down the, uh, the entryway of the hockey stadium, and the coach is telling the kids how when the ref isn't looking, you can go and yank a kid's jersey up over his head, and then don't forget to slug them in the fucking stomach for added effect, as Rodney demonstrates, and I recognize, I looked this up on IMDb, that kid actually was at the end of Stand By Me, he was Gordy Lachance's son, at the, that you see for like less than five fucking minutes at the end of the movie. So, Jason arrives with Ben, and the coach is like, well, what the, what, what are you doing here, your kid was cut from the team, like, are you kidding me? You cut him, really? Does he have the right to make that decision? I mean, yeah, he's the coach. Not to mention, there is no other adult. There's no assistant coach. There should be other adults or parents watching their kids practice or something. I, I mean, I know parents kind of work and stuff sometimes, but there should be another adult supervising this because this is not right. <laughs> so Jason comes to apologize. Ben thinks like his dad is going to throw down again and everything like that. And Jason's like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I said some things I shouldn't have said. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you said Wayne Gretzky. I was married to Wayne Gretzky. 
And Jason's what? I didn't mean it. And the guy's like, oh, so you say that we lived in sin, or oh, Wayne Gretzky's too good for- Like, dude, what is your deal? This guy just wants to fucking throw down again with Jason. He does not want to accept Jason's apology, like, hey, I owe you one. He's got his fists up, ready to go. And Jason's like, I'm not going to fight you. You know, you can hit me. I'm not going to do anything back to you. Or you can be a man and shake my hand and we can just move on from this. And the guy kind of pats his kid on the, you know, Coach Brockton pats his kid on the shoulder. Almost like he's thinking about it, like he's considering. But then he flat out slugs Jason right in the stomach and bam, you see Jason go down like a sack of wheat. And Ben's like, come on, Dad, get up and punch him. And Jason just looks at Ben and looks at the coach. He's like, Ben, come on, let's go home. And Jason is really fucking hurting. It's like, man, are you going to be able to drive? You just got the wind knocked out of you. And Ben, of course, is like, what? What are you? Ben is like, what in the Dad, what? Really? You're not going to? And the kids are all laughing at him as they walk away. It's like, Ben just doesn't, he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. He just sees his dad as a, as, as a wuss, as someone who would get hit and not stand up for himself. So basically, Jason was just trying to right a wrong here. And Jason, even before, you know, Brockton throws the punch, hits him right in the stomach, he's like, I'm not worried about you, I'm not worried about me. What I'm worried about is the influence that you're having over these kids, and this is a very negative influence. I don't... Someone's gotta look out for those children! Because that man is not doing so. And think about it. This isn't the YMCA Hockey League. This is a league that parents are paying money into. From what I hear, hockey is a very expensive sport, all that equipment and everything, and to play the games, and you're having your kids being coached by this man. It's one thing to have heart and determination and and everything and just help the kids to be winners and stuff, but it's win, 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 and fight dirty and everything at all costs. No, I wouldn't want my child being a part of that. I don't want that mindset put into their head. So now we get back to plot B. And Mike is in his bathrobe. He's waltzing around the room with a tuba. Maggie's like, hey, Mike, Jessica, Jennifer's going to be here soon. You need to get ready. He's like, oh, yeah, I still have to have, I have time to shower. Oh, and he rubs his chin like, oh, yeah, and I should shave. Mike, you got no whiskers on that face to shave, okay? You don't. The only thing that kid's got worth shaving is probably his fucking pubes. That's it. So Jason... uh, (laughs) Mike's waltzing around with that tuba, getting ready to head upstairs. And mind you, a tuba... This tuba is really, really dull. He's looking into it. I thought he was, like, pretending to, like, kiss this Jennifer girl, like, in his mind. And then he's, like... He, like, backs out his face out of it, and he touches a hand to his cheek, like... (gasps) Oh my gosh, I have a zit. Oh no. Like you could not have seen your reflection in that thing. That thing is dull. That that tuba needs to be shined up. Someone needs to shine that tuba. So Mike goes upstairs. That's when Jason and Ben come rolling in and she's like, "Oh, hi Ben. How are you?" And he's like, "I need a drink." Like, "I bet you do." 
so Ben walks off into the kitchen, and Maggie's like, what happened? And Jason's like, well, Coach Brockton called me a wimp, and then he hit me as hard as he could in the stomach. Jason, you're liable to take that guy up on assault charges. That man full-out assaulted you. Granted, Jason did throw a punch in the beginning, but seriously, come on. This is nuts. You're two grown men. I'm surprised the police aren't involved. <laughs> or at least let the other parents know about this guy coaching their kids. Ben, Ben, milk is not the answer. I can't believe you chickened out today. Now hold on, right there. A lot of kids get spanked for that. Oh, sure, hit me. Okay. Hey, I was just trying to make a point. Yeah. So you think I should have fought with Coach Brockton today, huh? He slugged you, Dad. Yeah, and because he slugged me, I guess I should have slugged him right back. You gotta admit, there's a certain logic to it. Ben, do you remember how this whole thing got started? Rodney tripped me. Rodney tripped you, and that's why I went down to talk to the coach, and we ended up punching each other up. Now, did that solve anything? No, it was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah and because I fought with the coach, the very next day, you and Rodney slug it up. Did that solve anything? No, that's why we went down there today. Okay, so suppose I had punched him back. Would that have solved anything? Yeah, because he would have had two broken arms, two broken legs, a fat lip, and he wouldn't be coaching anymore. No, he wouldn't be coaching anymore. But he'd go out and he'd get one of those electric wheelchairs, and he'd show up on our front lawn with a shotgun. Who can play that game, Dad? Ben... We don't have an electric wheelchair. No, but we can get a machine gun and blow Mr. Brockton away like in Rambo. Okay, all right, all right. Let's say we do that. All right, we won. Thank you, won. And then you're back at home and you're taking a shower and you're getting ready for bed and suddenly along comes Mrs. Brockton. Into our shower? No, into our living room. And she brings her own machine gun. And she wipes out Mom and Carol. Oh. And then what do we do? Well, for one thing, we cook for ourselves. <laughs> oh, come on, Ben. Don't you want to get even? Yeah, we trade in the Volvo and get a tank. Yeah, that's good. Good, Ben. And then I hop into that tank and I motor over to the Brockhams and I blow them all away. Oh, right! But wait, Ben. They booby-trapped the front lawn. I'm sorry to hear that, Dad. Yeah. So just as I'm pulling away, that tank and your father get blown to Connecticut. Oh, my gosh. Mm. So you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. I've been left alone with Mike. No, no, because while you were brushing your teeth, Rodney's cousins came and took care of Mike. They, they got Mike, too? So I'm all alone. Weird, isn't it? Just a few days ago, you had a family, a house, a Volvo. Now all you've got left are your subscriptions to Boys Life magazine and a few faded memories. But hey, it was worth it, wasn't it? Because we didn't chicken out. Oh, sir, we fought back. You remember how this got started again? Rodney tripped me. Oh, yes, Rodney. 
Well, we won't have him to worry about anymore. Guess we found a pretty good way to solve your problem. No, we didn't, Dad. It was a stupid way. I need another drink. Want one? Sure, set him up. So I guess you really didn't chicken out today, huh? No, I didn't chicken out. I just feel that most of the time, fighting is not the answer. And that whenever possible, we really must try to find a better way. I'll drink to that. You know what, Dad? <coughs> what, Ben? I'm glad you didn't get blown to Connecticut. <laughs> so am I. So, Jason comes into the kitchen to see Ben downing shots of milk in little whiskey shot glasses. And, um... <laughs> Jason's all like, Ben, 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 milk is not the answer. And of course, G Ben calls Jason out, like, for being a chicken. He's like, you was out today, Dad. You should have slugged Coach Brockton. And of course, Jason's all like, you know, Ben, some kids could get spanked for that. And I'm like, oh, what, for talking back to their... Back in the 80s, yeah, you, you could spank your child. You can't now, but... Jason kind of reminds Ben, like, hey, how did this all begin? Do you remember how this started? And Ben's like, yeah, Rodney tripped me. And Jason's like, yeah, and then I went down there and tried to work things out with your coach. And then we got into a slugging match. And then the next day, you and Rodney got into a slugging match at school. And then I tried to go down and straighten it out again. And I get slugged in the stomach and I decide to walk away. And overall, it's just... Jason paints this whole scenario about, yeah, we could get even with them. They could get even with us. They wipe out our family. We wipe out their family. And in the end, he's like, Ben, did that solve anything? And overall, Ben's like, well, no, not really. And Jason just puts it in Ben's mind. It's like, buddy, you need to find a way to solve your problems and not with your fists. I'm surprised you didn't say, like, if you have a problem with somebody, you need to talk to another adult, somebody that could is neutral to the situation or outside of the situation, and explain. Just, because, I mean, you think you could go down and you can fight every person you've ever had a problem with. There's always going to be another. And that, that's what Jason is trying to explain to him. It's like, yeah, we could get a tank and blow Rodney's family away. They could do the same thing to us, but if you think about it, there is always going to be another person that's going to... You think everything's fine. You've taken out his entire family. There's always going to be another person. This problem is going to be never-ending. You think you've solved it. You haven't. So you need to find another way to deal with your problems. Like Jason, being a psychiatrist, he likes to solve problems with words and understanding and explaining everything and just rash rationalizing situations. So I like Jason's dad talks. I know that they can be kind of corny, but overall, in the end, he does make Ben understand. And they both kind of cheers with their little... Sh shot glasses of milk. So Jason and Ben come into the living room and Maggie asks like, hey Ben, are you doing alright? And he's like, yeah, I'm doing okay. 
And <laughs> Carol, of course, is like, oh my gosh, Jennifer has no idea what Mike is going to do to her toes. Of course, she's at the door. Carol opens it. She looks down like, oh, you have a pretty dress on. Looks down at her feet. She's wearing open-toed shoes. Like, oh, no, she's wearing open-toed shoes. And Jennifer kind of looks at Carol like, what? What are you talking about? So Mike comes down, and he is looking very nice in that tux. And unfortunately, Jennifer has some bad news. The wedding... Her sister's wedding is off because she caught her soon-to-be husband in the confessional with the maid of honor. You've got... Oh, my... Ugh. <clears throat> so, Mike, of course, is really like, oh, man, you've got to be kidding me. Get on the phone. Call your sister. Talk some sense into her. Because Mike's like, I spent all this time learning how to waltz to impress you. And she's like, Mike, the wedding's off, okay? I can't do that. I can't call my sister. <laughs> she's probably thinking, like, you are making this really uncomfortable for me. <laughs> of course, Mike's answer to that is like, hey, maybe she can marry someone else. And she's like, Mike, what are you doing? So Mike has Jennifer in, her arm, in his arms, and he waltzes her around the room. He dips her. And she's like, can someone hand me the phone? So she is, of course, wowed by this. <laughs> so we get to the final scene, and Ben is now playing hockey. And we got the family there, Maggie, Mike, and Carol. <laughs> there, Ben. I feel like a new man since Coach Brockton got the boot. Uh-oh, here comes the coach. It's five left. kids all pumped up and they're having a good time and it's like all right guys first game's tomorrow what do I want you to do and they're like try hard and he's like what'll happen if we don't win and they're like you'll kill us and he's like well how do I mean that and they're like facetiously what that's got to be like he's just kidding around he doesn't mean it all right, so that is the end of the episode. I I like this one. Um, I'm gonna give it an average three out of five. Um, the things I liked about it, I liked Dan Laria. He was a jerk, but it was kind of fun seeing him as pre Jack Arnold. But definitely his eyes, when he gets upset and angry, is like a raging bull. Those eyes bug out of his head, and steam practically comes out of his ears when he gets angry. Um, I really liked Jason just, at the end, talking to Ben, just trying to show him that 
violence is not the answer and that just punching someone is not going to make a problem go away. It's going to make it a lot worse. And there's always going to be somebody... There's always going to be somebody there that wants to physically, you know, what's the word? What am I, I'm trying to say, I guess. It's just like, it's better to solve your problems with words instead of physical fights and everything. Because they just, they don't solve, they make it worse. And you're just going to piss the other person off and it's going to fall badly onto you. And the thing is, as you get older, you think, oh, I can... You might think, oh, it's cute, kids fighting each other. It's not. It's not cute. It's not a good thing. And even as an adult, don't go throwing your fists because you know they can land you in jail and you can be brought up on assault charges. Just use your words. Work it out. Talk it out. I know that sounds lame, but no one ever got a bloody nose from trying to talk out a situation and reason with another person and be rational. Um, I like that Jason got to be the coach at the end, which I knew, I remembered from this episode that that's where that was going to go. Um, I didn't really care for the ballroom dancing scene. It just, and Carol just basically slut shaming that Jennifer girl, Wonder Buns, like, oh, she's stupid too. Like, I don't know. I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Carol. But I don't like her throwing shit in people's faces like that. Like, oh, calling people stupid. And just, when a person uses their smarts to put down another person, I don't like that. As far as from what I learned from this episode, um, if you're going to learn how to dance, do it in your bare feet. Don't, don't wear shoes. Don't wear tennis shoes. Um, and like I, I said, if, if you're a kid, if you have a problem with the another student, if you try to talk it out and it's still not working, get an adult, get somebody in there, explain the situation, and have them work it, work it out, because sometimes some problems are bigger than you are, and you can't handle it alone. So that is the episode, and I will be back next week with the start of Ben episodes for the month of March. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.